Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hockey. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. That, of course, was Wild GM Bill Guerin talking at an afternoon press conference on Wednesday about the Kirill Kaprizov uh, deal getting done. Five years at $9 million per. It's Judd. It's Declan. And look who's here. Bill Guerin. <laughs> by, the, by the magic of, of the uh, YouTube internet, all of that good stuff, Bill, appreciate the time. How much more of a relieved customer are you today with Kirill Kaprizov being under contract now than, say, 48, 48 hours ago? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm feeling much better. I'm feeling <laughs> I'm relieved. It's uh, very happy. Um, and, and Kirill's happy, too. Like, this is, I, I think, I think uh, well, I don't think, I know everybody's happy because the whole group's here. Everybody's here. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got, uh, you know, everybody ready to start the year and, and, you know, it's, it's good to do it on a, on a positive note. I think, um, Kirill, uh, not, not only just his play, but he, he's kind of a, a, a galvanizing figure, figure like guys, guys love him. Like he's a big part of the team. He's got a great personality. So just to have him back in the mix is, is great. Bill, take us through this too, because it, it sounds like you made a trip to Florida to talk to Kirill and it really, in essence, seems like the most important thing, which in this in this day and age of COVID is not easy, is the ability that you finally got to sit down face-to-face and talk to him as opposed to, I'm sure, Zoom or phone calls or, or trying to relay a message through his, his reps. So how important was that? And just take us through what the last 48, 48 hours have been like. Yeah, I... Um... You know, I was in a, a meeting with our coaches and I got a text message from Krill's agent and just, you know, uh, asked me to give him a call. And uh, I said, I can't, I'm in a meeting. And then uh, he said, I think you should call me now. I'm like, okay, <laughs> something's up. And he just said, you know what, I, I think it's time. Can you, can you make it down here? And I got on a plane in a couple hours and I was there that night. And we had dinner and I just feel like, like you said, like, you know what? The phone, obviously, been doing it for a long time, but like these Zoom calls now, like, which are great. They they hold us. It, it, they're not going anywhere. It's a fantastic tool. Love it. Mm-hmm. But you can't replace sitting down with somebody and and looking at them face to face and and you know the expressions, the body language, the 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 emotions, the passion, whatever it is, that really comes out. And I think it was. Um, I was very happy that they called and wanted to do that because I really believe that that that's what got us over the finish line. Bill, I feel like you've been uh, living in Groundhog's Day the last month with all these hits on radio, on TV, saying these things take time, they take time, and eventually you were right in, in that exactly right there that it did take time for this to, to, to finally get done. I, I mean, I got to imagine it's just a nice exhale that this indeed does take time, and now that Kirill's here, you can just kind of focus on training camp and get ready for the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, you know, every day being asked about Kirill, being asked about Kirill. So it's nice that, that it's done. 
Well, now, hey, look, now everybody can get back to asking about a number one set. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> and by the way, speaking, yeah, of, speaking that, of that, and by the way, <laughs> stop asking that question too. Like that. <laughs> so it's, you know what? It, hey, listen, I'll answer the questions all day long and do what I have to do, but I'm just happy we have the player back back in Minnesota and, and he's ready. So, Bill, what what changed to uh, in in your discussions with the Kaprizov camp? Like, what was it? The fact the training camp was coming up. What what? Because I mean, this was months of going back and forth and stops and starts. What, in your opinion, sort of changed that that caused his reps to call you and say, you know what, it's just time to get the deal done and for the posturing to to come to an end. You know, I, I really don't know, but I. I... I have a feeling that look, Kirill's a hockey player, like through and through, and he he wants to he just wants to play hockey. And I think when he realized where I was in my stance, um, and and with my explanations and his explanations that we were in a good spot, he just wanted to sign and, and play hockey. Like this, he just really wants to get going. Were you concerned at? In any point that this might drag, and I'm I'm not saying for a year, but I'm I'm just saying into training camp extensively, or worst case into the season. Was there did that thought creep through your mind much, or were you pretty confident that when the deadline of training camp came, that it was going to ultimately spur the action it did? No, I mean, yeah, the thought crossed my mind that it could definitely go into, into training camp and, and into the season. It happens every year. It happens all the time. Um, I'm glad it didn't because, you know, training camp is just so important. It, to, to, to get started with everybody at the same time so you don't fall behind because you do fall behind. Whether you miss, you know, a week or two weeks, whatever it is, you're behind. And it's really tough to play catch-up. So, um, yeah, I mean, there was always not, I don't want to say the threat of that, but the possibility of that. And I'm really happy that, uh, they, you know, they were proactive in coming to the United States and getting vaccinated, doing his quarantine, all that stuff. It, it took, uh, that, that was just very smart on their part to do. And I'm, I'm grateful they did it. Bill and, and with Kaprizov now, it is quarantine. He's vaccinated. It is the plan that once training camp rolls on Thursday, he's able to like basically step in and do team activities. Is there still other protocols that have to be in place with the NHL? Like, what what is the timeline of him basically starting team activities with the Wild in training camp? Friday, Friday, he'll be able to join team practice and everything full full blast, uh, no restrictions on Friday. So he he got here, Bill. When and when when did, did you find out that he he was actually in the states? I, I forgot. I forget the actual date. Um, maybe the uh, maybe the fourteenth, um, something like that. But it, I, I I found out shortly after that. Okay. Contract question. Um, so it looks like the reports are in the last two years. There's a no move. Uh, is was that a hangup or concerning to you, cons- considering that the fact that you know if he does in those last two years start to say he'd like to explore the market, it makes him untradeable unless he waves it, was that a concern from a contract standpoint or not really? No, because I, I mean, we don't plan on trading, him, you know, and, and I, I think Kirill's going to have great success and, um, you know, hope, the plan is to keep him here for a long time. And um, so I was very comfortable. That was to me, that was kind of a, a no brainer. If that was, 
it shows me to, yeah, of course, it gives him some, some, uh, some leverage, but mm-hmm. it also shows me that he wants to be here. Take me through, uh, Bill, a star, or a, not a star player, a potential star, a, a guy that, that was as good as Kirill was last year. How much more attention and, and film work do, do you think will be focused on him now in year two? Because it does seem in sports, if you have a player as good as Kirill is, that teams do spend quite a bit of time you know, breaking down film and trying to, to stop him. Do you expect that to sort of be the next uh, potential thing that he's going to have to get through, which is ultimately a big-time focus on him this coming season? Yeah, the fact that he's not a secret anymore. Um, you know, the, he, yeah, teams will prepare for him, but you know, we played we played the same seven teams all year long, and they were preparing for him every night, and he still performed. And we had two of the best teams in the league in our division, and he performed well against them. So, I, I think Kirill's got great character. I think he's an extremely tough kid too, and he plays his best hockey when you know in, in some pretty rough times. So. I'm I'm very confident that he'll be able to fight through all that, but he will get added attention. Bill, when you're looking at just the the offense of this team, Fiala obviously is now still back here, and Kirill Kaprizov's here, and Marco Rossi and Matthew Boldy being two rookies who might actually have to be asked to do maybe a little bit more than it was expected of them. Um, how how big is their also rookie development? That being Rossi and Boldy, uh, integral to this team being successful in 2021-22. Yeah, I think they're extremely important players for us. Um, the one thing we don't want to do is, is rush them and just put them in the lineup if they're not ready. Um, but, you know, we're going to give them every opportunity to compete for a spot in the lineup, and we'll see what they do with it. But they're two very uh, important people in our organization right now. At the prospect camp, I, I – Went to the the game that you guys played against the Hawks prospects on Friday. I will say this. Boldy and Rossi, to me, look special. And and I I know that they're going to be playing against guys who are far superior now in training camp and games, Bill. Uh, But especially Boldy looked like he's set to play here now. Um, How how much do you expect from him? And your philosophy, too, I find to be intriguing, which is these guys aren't going to be fourth-line guys if they're, they're here. They're not going to be buried. They're going to play. What's your expectation for the potential for them to actually play substantial roles this season? Yeah, I mean, hey, look, I, I, they're gonna they're gonna tell me what what we're gonna do. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll see what their performance is like. Um, like I said, they're, they're just gonna tell me. I'm not gonna go down and just say, hey, look, you're anointed right there. You get that spot. That's what you're gonna do. No, you are gonna have to push your way in the lineup and and force our hand. And I, I, I do believe in that philosophy. Why would I put Matthew Baldy or Mark? Or, they're not that type players. They're not role players. They're, they're, they're offensive, creative guys that, that need to play with other players like that. So those, those days are over where you got to come in and, well, you got to spend your time on the fourth line and work your way up. Those days are gone. We just gave a guy with 55 games. Forty-five million dollars. You, know, you don't have to wait that. They got to check, anymore. Billy. If if they don't check, guys. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And get you know, bag skated constantly. It's not going to work here, okay? But that that's and that's fine. That's the way that's the way it is now. And you know yeah. what? I I think it's actually really good. I think it's healthy. Like, you know what? 
let's put these guys in a in a position to succeed. You know, you don't have to wait a year or two to get on the power play. You get on the power play now mm-hmm. because that's the type of player you are, and you can be real good at it. You can be better than the guys we have. So why not? When did that change, do you think? Like what like at what point did, did yeah. that start to turn? Because I, I remember what watching Brian Lawton get banished to the fourth line and not play in games as the number one overall pick in a draft that had Turgeon and LaFontaine and Barrasso and Iserman. And basically it, it stunted his growth badly. When do you think that it changed to, to be, hey, if this kid can play, he can flat out play. And if he can, he can't. Yeah, I, I, I remember at the end of my career starting to see it. And um, I, yeah, I'd probably say it's, it started trickling in about, uh, you know, about 15 years ago, you know, and, and I, I have to say, you know, it's good. It is good. I, I think our, our sport in that kind of way is like evolved a lot. Like, you know, if you're a skilled playmaking player, let's see how, how good you can be. And if you can't do that, can you adjust your style to do something else in order to stay in the league? Mm-hmm. A lot of guys say, well, and this is my experience in like player development and you know, a lot of these young kids come in and say, I'll do whatever it takes to play in the league. I'm like, oh, okay, really? Will you? Because <laughs> if, if you can't play on the top two lines and, yeah. and out-compete those guys, what will you do to stay in the lineup on the bottom two lines? You know, will you, will you, will you, will you hit? Will you, will you, you know, block shots? Will you kill penalties? You know, those are the things that we're looking for, too. Push your way on the teams. Whatever, whatever it takes, push your way onto the team. Well, and also, Bill, if uh, if you're indeed right, and if we're obviously if Marco Rossi hits the ceiling that was projected of him, we, we we already have your number one center there. We can stop asking. We can actually praise you. Say, hey, he was here the whole time. You didn't have to mortgage picks. You didn't have to mortgage future assets. Uh, Rossi can maybe step in and, and be the guy that everyone wants in this town, which is that that number one center, which I'm sure is that next annoying question that you'll still be getting even after Kaprizov's uh, contract is all done. I hope I never hear that question. <laughs> what is your oh? Okay, what is your your stance or thoughts then about that position and what you currently have here? Because I think that there's a it feels like there's a disconnect between what the fan base and even some of us in the media, Bill Guerin, uh, think and what you do, and ultimately you make the decisions for this team. So tell me about your confidence and feelings about that position as training camp begins to start. Well, what I feel is that we're building and. You know what? To you know, what, there's there's a process to it. There's drafting, mm-hmm. there's development, and then there's opportunity. And if we just kind of try to go out and get rid of all our good young players to try to get the next best thing, the the hot item, well, you know, we're getting one player, but we're getting rid of so many others, and it, it just we're trying to build something here. So to just go out and go shopping all the time isn't necessarily the, the, the best way to do it, in my mind. Um, you know, we have some guys that, that play the center position, and they play it pretty darn well. My, another thing that I think of, too, is that we need our centers more than anything is to play 200-foot game, regardless of their, their offensive ability. They need to play 200 feet. And we have some pretty special guys on the wing. We have Caprizov. We have Fiala. We have Zuccarello. 
Guys like that, they drive the offense for that line on the wing. It's not like it was, you know, 1986 again where you have the playmaking center who, you know, puts saucer passes over the the winger bombing down the boards. (laughs) That's not necessarily the game anymore. Mm -hmm. So we really need to – we need to have our centers playing 200 feet and at least somebody has to just, you know, drive the offense on the line. And we have some pretty special guys on the wing that can do that. It feels like the – Ahead, the, the wings too, Bill. It feels like wings now in 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 hockey are a little bit like point guards in basketball, where they're where they're to your point, not just the traditional up and down your wing, and that because Kaprizov at times to me and Bo, I, when I watched uh, Boldy in the World Juniors, I saw the same thing. Those guys in certain situations have playmaking ability that I think makes them hybrid centers in some ways. So they're not just the traditional, what we consider to be uh, Tim Kerr playing the wing or something like right, that. Right. Right. I, to- I totally agree with you. And like, they're, they're highly skilled guys. They, um, you know, and they just generate offense. They're all over the ice. Kevin's the same way, you know, and, and you know what, like, for a guy like me, when I play, I needed Mike Madonna. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but but now, it's it's like having a Mike Madonna on the wing, and it, it's somebody's got to drive the offense. And if the guy's a winger, then so be it. The value of the center, the true value of the center, is when he's playing a two hundred foot game. I mean, everybody's dream center is Patrice Bergeron. You know that that produces offensively, but. He is so solid in his own end. He's great on faceoffs. He kills penalties. He does all the right things. That is everybody's dream center. Erickson X, pretty darn good at that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I really just I like the guys that we have. I think again, we can do it kind of by committee, and um, as long as we're good in our own end, we'll, we'll create offense. Yeah, Eck, I'm sorry. yeah, yeah, Bill. It kind of seems like uh, Eck. And last year, I was talking to Judd about this just preseason going into it that he he does everything good on the back end, and will he start getting rewarded with goals? Because I mean, he's not he's not going to score any highlight real goals necessarily, but he put himself in front of the net. He ends up scoring a ton last year, um, and now it seems like he's ready for for even a, a next step offensively. And it seems like the 200 foot game has propelled him uh, to maybe take even a, a more significant step. Is is he someone too that you think has even more offense or, or has that offensive drive to be consistent um, at scoring goals and driving offense for this team going forward? Oh, 100%. I mean, and I, I'll argue with you. He did have a couple highlight goal, highlight reel goals last year. He is he is skilled. Like, he has the tools. Um, how many goals did he have last year? 20? Like 19, 20 or something, yeah. 19, yeah. So he did that with, like, virtually no power play time. Yeah. You know, and there's going to come a point in time where he starts getting more power play time and touches and things like that. And you know what? That part of your game, you get more confident and you, it grows in you. Um, but the big thing is, is that he's got the the defensive end uh, taken care of. Last thing, in Bill Guerin's mind, the 21-22 wild can be how good? Are you asking for like a prediction or something? <laughs> I'm asking for your expectation. What's your expectation? My expectations are team? high. Okay. My expectations are high. Okay. Um, we're in a very competitive uh, division. Yes, you are. 
but I think we we can make the playoffs, and I think we can make some noise in the playoffs. I think we're I think we're a good team. I think we're a very good team, and I just think it's a matter of again continue to believe in what we're doing, believe in how good we are, and don't take a back seat to anybody. Mm-hmm. And you have a galvanized locker room now. And <clears throat> personally, I've talked about that being very important for a long time. So yeah, that's we a do. good thing and too. Things are, things are good. There's a good feeling around our team right now. And, and um, you know, the, the guys have all bought in. They're all, they're all kind of pushing in the same direction. So it's, it's um, it, yeah, it's nice to be around. Awesome stuff. Congrats, sir. And uh, talk soon. Okay. Thanks for having me on fellas. Yep. You take care. Thanks Billy. That was some good stuff. Bill Guerin, wild GM on uh, the signing of Kirill Kaprizov, his expectations for this team and uh, why he is so sick of any of us, including <laughs> Declan Goff and Judd right. Zolgad talking about the center ice position. Uh, I love the fact he says what he thinks. I do too, man. He's refreshing. Like you don't, there's, there's not, there's, there's, um, there's really no cliches at all. And I feel that uh, lip service wise, it's very, very low for an e- executive uh, and there, he's not going to say it, but there is no question in my mind, even though Kaprizov got paid really well and he deserved to be paid well, uh, that Bill Guerin won that stare down and that he, you know what he had said all along, it basically, I, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. And the old saying goes, what deadline spur action. Kirill Kaprizov looked at the calendar. He's like, Hey, hockey season's about to start. Who's my team. It ain't CSKA Moscow. Right, so yeah, I mean, All right, Judd's, yeah, yep. I was just say last thing. I just like it just in terms of 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 him and and not having executive speak. And you have plenty of more experience than I do with that. But just it, he really just seems like a straight shooter and isn't gonna BS you. Um, and to the point when I ask him, hey, if Rossi's your guy, you don't have to hear it anymore. And his one word answer, yeah, I'm sick of I'm sick of answering it. And I'm hoping Rossi becomes that. Then we can just yeah. say, hey, Bill Guerin was right the whole time. Marco Rossi was the number one center, and we finally have it. And I love that we got an answer though for why he said like like he didn't j- just say shut up I'm sick he, he then explained yeah. why why he, he feels good and you know what you can disagree that's fine but I appreciate the fact that he's willing to answer the question all right a special edition of Judd's Hockey Show again thanks to uh, Bill Guerin and the Wild for uh, setting that up for us and uh, we will talk to you with another Judd's Hockey Show real soon Wild on the Ice on Thursday Declan take it away Be- uh, pass your score. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.